today is such a great day. Why is that, James? Well, because uh, something happened in the MLB. Pictures and catches. Round of applause for everybody, because baseball's Finally. officially back. God, it's been so long. Yeah, yeah, since November, after we had to watch our dreaded Red Sox win the World Series. Our dreaded Red Sox. Our dreaded Red Sox. Uh, well, you know what? Boston and the Patriots and the Red Sox, we get it. We get it, guys. <laughs> You're making up for a uh, century, I'd say. But you're packing a little too much in, so enjoy it while you have it, Boston. Enjoy it while you have it. Yeah, because the taste of New York, they're coming right after oh, you. Oh, yeah. We're, we're never going to let... We're not going to sit back and allow Boston just become the the new millennial Gen, Gen X winner, winner, chicken dinners. We're going to have to take back something. 2009 was the last time we've won it. Mm-hmm. And since then, Boston's won it what? Uh, they won it in 2013. They won it last year. Ugh. So, two World Series in this decade. And they still won it back. What was their first one was in what? 04? Or recent first one. Okay, the, that's when they reversed the curse when they were, uh, we don't then when they were down 3 nothing. We're not going to go further than that. I just want to say, I don't even know if I've said this already, but when we lost Game 4, I said to myself, Game 5 is the series. If we do not... Oh, I'm so upset about that. I don't even want to talk about it. It was like over a decade ago. But it's I, been 15 years. I, <laughs> I'm not over it. I remember like I remember Hideki uh, Matsui hit like a double, and I was like, yes. But it was it was just it was just Johnny Damon, uh, David Ortiz. Like these guys had such clutch hits, and when they when Game Five happened, and we lo- I'm like, it's over. They're pulling it off. The Red Sox were doing the whole Cowboys up thing. Cowboys up. Cowboy up. Kev, Cowboy up. Kevin, Kevin Millar. Kevin Millar leading the charge there. All those boys. Uh, I just was like, there's something brewing there, and I need to snuff it out now. And then we didn't. So, anyways, I digress. How, uh, how have you been? How have you been this past week? Uh, it's been a very interesting, I'm in a relatively very confusing spot with a relationship right oh, now. Oh, girl issues. So uh, yeah. tell, tell me and tell the viewers a little uh, little about that. What's... Okay, so I've been dating this girl for six months. You know, She's really nice, really sweet. We care about each other. But I kind of sensed something. Was it on Monday that I kind of wanted to talk about it? And I thought that was that moment where I think we should split apart, you know, because I need someone who is strong, like, you know, like an adult, someone who has a strive for that. But then... Oh, it has plans and has like... Pretty much, has yeah. a future at least mapped out. You're the type I can see it. You have... You're very diligent. You're very uh, aware. You know what you want and you go for it. You are so hardworking. So was she kind of not like that? Was she a little... Not really. What I did was is that I was keep on pushing and pushing and pushing her to do this and that and this and that. And I felt like, you know, my words weren't weren't meaningful at all. Well, I bet you they were meaningful, but she just has to want it for herself. You know, she... So what did you... So where are you at now? Did you have the talk? Well, we did have the talk yesterday. She wanted to talk in person, but I'm just like, I don't think that's a good idea. because. Oh, from my experiences, and let's just say I don't know very much, but I do know how breakups go. I've seen the, I've had the ugliest ones, and I've had the smooth ones. Um, where did, was it a total axe? Like, does she think you guys are are on a break, or is is it elongated, or is there any breathing room, or is it over over? I thought it was. I thought I got it. You know, the axe. I thought it was completely over. Like I thought. You know, maybe she's just so pissed off at me. She doesn't want to what talk to me again. What did you say? Did you? What is the exact words? I know you said. Uh, you said maybe we should. Uh... At first, I said a break because we had a phone call on Monday night. Okay. You know, talking about it because maybe we didn't have a very clear conversation, or I wanted to elaborate. And originally, because I thought we were going to take a break, which then never really works out. No, it never works out. Then yesterday. Uh, we talked again, and then she asked the question. I was like, "Do you guys do you see us getting back together?" I'm like, "Honestly, I don't." Well, but go then, hey, good for you for saying that. But she continues, kept on guilting and guilting and guilting oh, and guilting me God. to the point where I was feeling bad. Now I am a cancer, by the way, born <laughs> on July 22nd. Cancers feel a lot of things, and I feel for a lot of people. Like I definitely feel for you sometimes. Thank you, brother. Yeah, you're, you're an empath. Uh, <laughs> 
I love it. I'm a big time empath. So yeah, the guilt it it kind of just like tore me apart. It's oh, just like it's well, like, crap. Did I make a wrong decision? No, 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 no. Halt it right there, Mister. Let me just say this: when girls see a finish line approaching, when it comes to any relationship. They will put any amount of distance in between themselves and that finish line if they have to scratch, claw, lie, or guilt you from ending the relationship. It is the hardest thing in the world to break up with a girl. I swear to God. Girls, you have it easy. When you when you say, I mean, maybe not, because some guys do cry a lot, but... <laughs> I admit, I, I cried I a cried. couple of times. Hell yeah, man. I uh, I get very upset about I this. I will say thing. this. You're not a real man. No. Real, you, real, real man, man cry. cry. Real man cry. Real man wear pink, so we're real guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say, I'll say this. She is going to do anything she can. And if she's guilting you, that is no reason... To extend a relationship. It is going to be built on a false foundation. It's just going to run out in a certain couple of weeks and months. And you're going to be more upset further in. And it's going to get uglier. And it's going to break her heart even more. Mm. She is lying to herself right now. She doesn't want to hear the things you're saying. That's pretty much what I was thinking too. It's just like. She's going to do any. She's going to convince herself. Like I can make this work. I can make this work. You could say to her. It's over. And she's like. No, no. No, yeah, the thing is, is that was it like today we were, you know, she was Snapchatting me. Surprisingly, I thought, you know, oh, you know, weird. when the when it's done, it what was kind done, of, it's done. What kind of Snapchats were they? Were they like, were they like just normal stuff? Like, here's the food I'm eating, or were they like, you know? At first, it was her Snapchatting her watching Ant Man and the Wasp with her cat and her yeah. brother. Then she started started taking snapchats of the list of date ideas that we were going to do oh, before no so when i saw that i'm like i'm like mother <laughs> <laughs> i'm like no no She's no no hitting no. you hard i'm like no 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 no, no no this is a tough it's a very That's tough right you situation. were telling me before that she had made a, a long list of all these great date ideas that you had and that actually was around the same time you were thinking I don't think we need to be going on any more dates at all. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I thought I thought because I thought I pissed her off so much yesterday that she didn't yeah. want to see me ever again. Well, but listen, yeah, she still. She let me stop. tell you, brother. Let me tell you, brother. She's not through with you. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> if she, it's gonna go how she's gonna want it until you literally make it undeniably clear. No mas. I thought I, I do not it. want to speak to you, and I don't want to talk to you. And sometimes harsher is better. It's hard, especially for me, man. I was the worst breakupper ever. You want to know why I know that? Because one time I got back together with the girl two more times after the fact because of my guilt. Okay. So you right. know what? You gotta be all the way hard. Now was she not? Was she nice? Was she? She was big? the nicest, the sweetest, the cutest, and oh my goodness, did I feel like a terrible human being? Now why did you break up with her? I want to hear your side. Well, at that time, I just knew. I was wasting her time. I knew that if if I was not in love with this girl, I can love her, and boy did I. But if I was not in love with her, I was just making it harder for me and for her later. And it wasn't fair to her. And since I do and did and I still do love her, it was time to let her go in a way and not let her believe in this thing that I'm just doing. And then, you know, I remember the second time we got back together, I was going over there to get my stuff and I felt so bad. She's crying her eyes out and they're saying the perfect things. Why would you do this to me? And I, I felt like such a bad person that I went over and sat next to her. I was just rubbing her back and then boom, before you know it, we're going at it. Oh Jesus! And then I just can't be—I can't be that guy who's like so about that breakup. Yeah. This is quite, this, is, this cool. is still a breakup, but I would go back together with her for months just because I'm too afraid to say it's over. I Maybe that's what I am. You know what it is? Learn from my mistakes. Yeah, I'll try my best. You know what it is? is I guess I do believe in second chances. Depending on... But... Speaking of second chances and uh, relationships, you know what? That's a good transition. Oh, yeah. Let's take a look at another uh, aspect of the human nature. Kareem... Hunt. Douchebag. <laughs> now, I always, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. Okay. Because I like to think that we don't know the entire story. So, for those who do not know, the Cleveland Browns have signed Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was released by the Kansas City Chiefs 
as soon as a video surfaced of him uh, physically abusing or physically assaulting uh, a woman uh, that he was either with or dating her, who knows. But it was clear, though. I mean, if the video footage is there, it's not like, oh, yeah, we're going to get this guy to look like Kareem Hunt and make it look like he's yeah. kicking a woman's ass. That's not happening. No, yeah, it was clear as day, just like the Ray Rice one. Ray Rice. Oh, one. my God. <laughs> that, that made me sick to my stomach. I mean, there's just this thing where you still don't know, like, who knows if these girls are, like, absolutely rotten, evil, and they're, like, extorting these men. There's still no excuse for violence. Oh, of course. There's still no excuse. The girl could be saying the nastiest things, the nastiest words. She could even, like, give him a slap or two. There is no excuse for hitting a woman. I could never hit a woman in my life. Yeah, me neither. No. Absolutely. I, oof. No, but, boy, could they hit me. <laughs> oh, just kidding, just kidding. Are you sure, you sure you're kidding about that? <laughs> no. All right, I haven't experienced that. I don't I <laughs> So let's look at it this way. The Chiefs came out and said, I have a no-tolerance policy. We have a no-tolerance policy for abuse and, and anything of that nature. As every team should have a no-tolerance As every team does come out and have a statement for. However, I feel like I heard a great phrase by Dan Lebitar the other day. The NFL has no business being in the morals business. They are, they are an enterprise. These owners seem to be strictly looking at things for, from a business standpoint. And if you're an owner, and Kareem Hunt, one of the best running backs out there, is floating around available. Oh, he's young, talented. He's young, definitely. Talented, and now you can get him for cheap. I mean, I'm only saying from a business standpoint, it's a no-brainer. I'm sorry. for the. I'm sorry. You got to think about the background. And you know me. But take it from every other aspect, yes. Well, come on. You got to think of the background. Think of uh, Aroldis Chapman, Jose Reyes, just MLB players. You, Ooh, yeah. you remember the... The domestic abuse things. Yes. You wouldn't want that kind of player on your team. But then again, Chapman is on the Yankees and he's done well. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about that. But. The question is, does success, does winning make people forget? I kind of forgot about it. Or forget faster. I honestly didn't even know Chapman had an issue. Going yeah, back. what was it? His first season with the Yankees. Before he got That's traded to the Cubs, right. he got suspended, I think, for 30 games because of That's that. That's right. I, I thought that was PEDs. Oh no, I think it was a domestic abuse thing. So here's, here's what, I guess, the point I'm trying to make. The NFL has no business trying to be in the morals business. They are going to come out and say, we have no tolerance policy but then their actions say otherwise. They'll go and they'll sign someone. They'll they'll give, you know, a player a quote unquote a second chance. And, you know, Kareem Hunt came out and had an interview with ESPN right after the fact. He does look genuine and sorry. And, you know, I I'm empathetic as you are too. I feel for his. He knows he made a mistake. But also, is it because it was caught on camera and he realized how much of an idiot he looks like? Because how many countless cases have happened with no camera, with no nothing caught on footage? Are you talking about like if this happened in the 70s and 80s? Oh my gosh. Before and, and the, the power way, of cell phones and all that. And technology and Twitter and anything being caught and all of a sudden in five minutes, the world knows. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up. I saw this on Twitter the other day. Uh, what if these major events happen and we had the power of technology, like the O.J. Simpson, the Bronco chase? Right. Like, how would that be different? The A, the helicopter uh, footage that came out probably much later would be live. People would be seeing it and commenting live. There would be much more access and uh, into the courtroom, into the whole the whole case. I feel like in an era. 60s, 70s, even the 80s, and even the 90s, the technology wasn't is what it isn't what it was today. Yeah, what it is today. I feel like vulnerability, or at least an opaque uh, barrier. It, it's no longer you can see through. It's transparent. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, that makes Everything sense. Everything is so whatever we're told, you know. However, it's spun. Yes, there's transparency. We get to find things out very fast. But I think sometimes now with the technology being so, you know, available, I think we kind of believe everything we hear and see right away. And I'm not, I'm not saying these things haven't happened. It's not like the video case where you have the Ray Rice or what we saw with Kareem Hunt where it's clear as day video. But I'm just saying 
We do have more access, but how do we know if it's a tweet or something like that? How do we know it's completely 100% true? I'm just playing devil's advocate. Now, I will say, second chances, what we were talking we were, about before, mm -hmm. there's many kinds. There's ones where they could happen, but they shouldn't. They should happen, but they don't. And I think we have a case of when it comes to your relationship. Mm-hmm. Or whatever this is right or now. Or whatever, yeah. <laughs> or lack thereof. Or I should say... Acquaintance. Yeah. The, se Acquaintance. the second chance would be just built on an empty foundation of your guilt and her disability or inability to let you go. So the hard part, I might say, is with, with this case, the acts has to be harsh. That has to be clear as day. I think it's best if we move on, and I think it's best if we at least don't talk for a little while. I'm not saying I'm not available to talk in a week, but I'm just saying, you know, and I'm not one to give advice, uh, but I feel like it's what I should have done. So learning from my mistakes, because I knew what happened after that. Like, it went on for months and it shouldn't have and it took it got uglier and this was it was a long time ago but i still feel the guilt of that you know it is i've talked to so many people about this because myself not yeah i'll be 24 in july relationships i have i don't have too much experience in i guess because the girl i don't know well, also because you're 24 oh yeah you have a whole life to live yeah i'm, I'm 28 and i ha i've had I can count on ten, uh, you know, ten finger. You know, I had to count on two hands how many like deep, real relationships we had. Uh, long, true, is this the one type of relationships? Only one or two, but they all hurt the same, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. But I will say, bringing it back to the Kareem Hunt case, <laughs> this second chance, I think, I think you stand with the public guy. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's it's deserved. It's something caught on camera. It's blatant. It's we don't even need to know if he can turn around or change. It's just you're you're an athlete with a platform that requires responsibility on and off the field to set an example for the young kids all across. I feel like you take that position. Am I right? Of course. Yeah, I believe in what's right for people because think about it. I'm a Guy who feels the vibes. Right. And um, the thing is with Kareem Hunt, he's joining the Browns who came out of nowhere last season. Yeah. I thought they were going to make the playoffs. Is that going to hurt the Browns this year? It actually might. I I like to think that they kind of, they're playing with house money in a way. They have really nothing to lose. They've been so bad for so long. What a bad? <laughs> what an understatement. <laughs> They've been so disgusting for so long that... And by the way, there's they have a statue of uh, Jim Brown in that's, the front of the stadium. That's why they're called the Browns because of him. I mean, much. I feel like I feel like they they are willing to turn a blind eye. I'm not sure. I, I just think they'll keep a close eye on him. If Kareem Hunt has any indiscretion with anyone, goodbye. But we also haven't brought up the fact that. There's a suspension looming at a minimum because we saw uh, it come out with other players. He had a 10 to 12 game suspension looming. It could be even more. That's it, pretty much the entire season. That's and if he only has a one year deal, like you said, was he going to play the last three or four games of the year? I don't know. It depends on who the running back is and if it's going to lead them to the playoffs. I mean, they actually I feel like they could with the Pittsburgh Steelers now today officially losing Antonio Brown. Ooh. Yeah, who's, today. Yeah, I he know. Was, he was quoted saying, bye-bye, uh, uh, time to move on. It's been a great nine years, but so long. I love Juju Smith-Schuster. Dude, he's been ridiculous. Him or how about James Conner, their running back? Who, James Conner, I love who James Conner. Took, who took over for Le'Veon Bell, who also was having problems with the Steelers. Right, but so... I want to love them as much, and I want to say they're going to produce as much, but they're not Le'Veon Bell and they're not Antonio Brown. I just want to say, as much as I love James Conner and his story of the cancer and oh, yeah, overcoming absolutely. it at the University of Pittsburgh, becoming a draft pick, and then just absolutely blowing the top off anybody's expectations of what a man can do after his body says no. He said yes so hard that life... <laughs> so, 
First of all, you and, you and tables have been so I'm so bad. bad with tables. I just, uh, I was talking with my hands, even though I'm not Italian at all, and I just hit my knuckles right on the marble table. <laughs> Wait, Ricky Bobby, you're just like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to I'm do just with getting, my I'm hands. I'm just getting, I think you should. I'm adamant. Your, I'm talking. I'm excited. I'm I think like, you should just tape your hands to your face. So you know you what? We were thinking anymore. about, hey, we were thinking about taking this out, but you know what? We are, we are here for you to be honest and show you who we are. Our mistakes our victories, and if I hit my knuckles on the table and end the segment terribly and make it awkward, so be it. So what? So what? If you don't like it, too bad. We're keeping it! Too bad! Alright. With that being said... Yes. I, I resent. I was gonna say, the Browns are good enough. They are good enough. And man, oh, I am obsessed with their new quarterback. Baker Mayfield, oh. former Heisman winner, doing absolutely beautiful things. I love the fact that he is a considered a short player. You know, the whole he's 5'10", 5'11", is he tall enough? Because he's not 6'1". That's with his cleats on and, and three five pairs of socks. If we go to a Cleveland Browns game, you should personally just get like a like a, like a height stick or something like that. He's not that tall, man. So he's proven wrong. He, he can, you know, work without, you know, if he's within the tackles, those guys are huge. They're like six six when they're and like when they're squatting over they're probably six feet tall you know and then if it's a pass play they're up they're upright run plays they stay low get low center of gravity try to clear a hole but and they're they're offensive assignments but the gaps and everything is so much tighter when they're passing it creates like a little force field around him i'm like amazed that baker can see through the, over that line and that's you know the questions coming out with kyler murray he was in the same system with ah kyler murray a very tall offensive line at oklahoma but He's been proven it wrong so far. So the Browns, they have pieces right now, and they have the country behind them. Oh yeah, so interesting move getting Kareem, and and I don't want to. I think it did taint their uh, their huge following they've had because let's be honest, we cheer for the underdog. We love seeing the fact that these Browns are actually having winning seasons, and since their other uh, the other teams in their division are in such shambles. Let's be honest. The Bengals are gross. The Bengals have been terrible for the last 20 years. They finally did something they should have done like years ago. Getting rid of of Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. I'm sorry, guy. You're beyond mediocre. And he just did not have the fire. The Red Rocket. uh, I I love him to death. AJ Green. uh, AJ Green being, uh, making... The Red Rocket famous. Andy Dalton? Uh, I, I can't even say his name because Andy honestly, Dalton. I forgot it. But as the Red Rocket. <laughs> I remember him at TCU and I just like the purple uniform combined with the red hair equals awesome. But his, his orange uniform and his orange hair, I'm over it. He might put up good stats. He might have an okay uh, season statistically. But then you look at the team. There's they're just that such cliche. Might get to the playoffs with a 9-7 and seven record. Might win a quarter but then no they're gonna lose the rest of the game they are not big time uh they're not big time ready Marvin, they're not too uh they're not too far away though i think i think they're more far away than i don't think they're that good but the point being they're okay so they're a, they're a question mark leaves leaves room for the browns possible oh wait we're talking for the Bengals. oh i thought no. we were talking about the browns oh no 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 i'm saying the yeah you're right the browns are not that far away okay sorry Bengals. oh yeah they're Bengals. gross oh they're terrible right? so pittsburgh steelers Everyone's upset about Ben Roethlisberger and last year and uh, the last couple of years he's been turning the ball over a little too much. Also, you lose your running back, Le'Veon Bell. We still don't know what's going on with him. Antonio nope. Brown requests a trade. He's definitely gone. Tweets he's not out, bye bye. Hashtag uh, new beginnings or whatever the heck he said. And then you're looking at the, the, the division and it's like, oh my God. The Browns could win this. The Browns. The, I mean, don't forget about the Ravens. The Ravens. Okay, let's see it. Let's look at it this way. Leading into a big move, Joe Flacco to the is Broncos, going to be traded to the Denver Broncos. A, how do you think that makes Case Keenum feel? Uh, I think Case Keenum should feel a little bit nervous. A little bit. Oopsie. Bye bye, Case Keenum. He may have had a decent season with the Minnesota Vikings. He may have uh, impressed a couple people with the Houston Texans, but he had a whole year with John Elway as his, uh, you know, as his El Presidente. I just think uh, what he's working on those operations over there. I don't think he did enough to secure that job. 
And let's be honest, you have a Joe Flacco come in, it's not going to be much of a quarterback competition. They're not going to have the guy that has a humongous contract, by the way, that they paid Joe Flacco after he was the MVP in the Super Bowl. Definitely one of the worst contracts in NFL history for quarterbacks. Absolutely. They were drunk on winning. They were so high on happy, and they just gave him too much. And uh, did they uh, win the Super Bowl after that contract? Nope. Did they even get close? No, not even. <laughs> no. So that contract not only binds you and can't and prevents you from being able to have cap space for other pieces that they need, but it just makes that division, it's just a mess. Lamar Jackson, I am a little impressed. I am impressed, but the one problem I had, I am not the biggest fan of quarterbacks that run. I agree. I think it works for a little bit if you're if you're if you're good enough to be able to roll out, create, extend plays, that's one thing. But you have an entire offense set up like a wildcat. The NFL is so good and it adapts. You might be able to win for three, four, five games or even a full season. But all of this offseason, everybody is watching how Lamar Jackson went 6-1 and one in his seven starts there. And they're breaking down how it's just not good. And then going to the postseason, unfortunately, they lost to the Chargers, who yeah. the Chargers were they're really good team. They they're, were, they were, and I was really disappointed in that uh, that showing against the Patriots. They were down like 21 nothing all of a sudden. Phillip Rivers, he, he kind of choked in uh, New he England. He did, he did, and I'm like, you know what, like, eh, I wish it didn't happen, because it just, like, supports what everybody was saying about the Chargers and Phillip Rivers. Like, yeah, he's... <laughs> there's a metaphor. Philip Rivers is always down six or seven points with the length of the field to go, less than a minute, with no timeouts. I feel like it's a cliche, but it's true. And he's always in a tough position, and he makes the best of it. And even with his weird, gimpy throwing motion, man, does he have touch. He can put the ball in beautiful spots. He has a decent amount of people to work with, but I was very disappointed with uh, that outcome. The Patriots, I thought, made them look foolish. Yeah, don't forget about the Chargers. They also have... Keenan Allen and like Tyrell Williams, just to name a couple of wide receivers. That's you know, true. And Antonio Gates, who and Antonio Gates, who's somehow still around. He's like <laughs> seventy-seven years old, and he still catches uh, more. He's better tight end statistics than most of the league. Yeah, but we'll, we'll pull this back to right where we were. The Browns have a chance. So that being said, perhaps that's where the management's looking. They're like saying, okay, if Kareem Hunt is is. Suspended for 12 games, 13, 14. Oh, we don't. Have, we have to free, remind ourselves appeals. There are always appeals. Greg Hardy had his appeal down to like four games. Is there even even thought about appealing? Because the evidence is clearly. I there. don't know, man. It's tough. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. And in a in a room in a courtroom, it's kind of hard to deny that video. Uh, even if the girl comes up and says, I might have been a little drunk, I might have said some mean things to him, it doesn't matter. There's no excuse. So, There's of course, no his, his camp is going to appeal. God knows what that lawyer is going to pull out of his, you know what? But I still think he's going to be off the team or not able to play and suspended for most of the season. However, with the rest of the division in shambles, uh, or mostly question marks, they might just be looking, hey, let's have them for the last couple games of the season, get them ready for the playoffs. I think it kind of depends on the aspect of the season. Like, if they're, like, below 500, there's probably no need to start him. Right, right. Uh, but they are getting him at probably league minimum. He, he's not signing some massive contract. They're getting him so cheap. And the talent, as a business decision, the owner's like, ah, of course. But who knows the wave of aggression and upsetness that's going to come with this. Either way. Yeah. You know what? I have a very interesting thought. We're going to turn this subject around a little bit. You remember when you were talking about social media, the Twitter, all that other stuff? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to baseball rumors, I am so unbelievably annoyed when it comes to those kind of rumors. Yeah. Because they keep on saying, it's like, Bryce Harper was spotted getting a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Do you expect us to... Does it mean he's getting Philadelphia on his cheesesteak or is he getting it on his contract? For God's sake, just stop it with the yeah. with those rumors. You know how many rumors I've heard? May Machado is going to the Yankees, or May Machado wants this deal. Well, you wants know what that it is? Deal. It's supply and demand. It is demand. It is us, the viewer, 
hungry and just shoveling information, anything. We'll take anything in our mouths. And if it's a slow Tuesday and not a single thing has happened in sports, golf's not happening, there's no NASCAR, there's no crazy videos of guys jumping off of boats, if there's a lull, we'll take any little fib or rumor just to, just to satisfy that little drama that we love. Because let's be honest, sports are the man's version of a soap opera. Oh yeah, of course. We love that drama. Oh, it's amazing. And Why do you think I love this drama so much? Because I love talking about how much I hate Bryce, or not Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Oh, I can't stand, cannot stand management. Okay, here's what happened on Saturday. So tell me. Okay, so uh, the reports were saying that the Yankees offered him either seven years or eight years for $220 million. We don't need him! We don't need him. I don't get it! Didn't we just finish talking about how we have Miguel Andar? We just signed DJ Omeyu. We got Tulo. We got Glaber, who's going to be better. And Manny Machado is a freaking punk. I want to say the F word so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he is a punk. I just, like, we, we watched him. We watched him just, like, be gross. He's not a, he's not a Yankee caliber person. Yes, if this, if this theme of this podcast is second chances, okay. I'm not giving him a second chance because we know what he can do. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, you play in the L East. Yeah, you're nasty with a bat. Yeah, you're solid with a glove. He was a kid, but he's that kid. If I'm a scout, I'm watching him in between the plays. Is he the guy that brings out the glove for his other teammate? Or is he the guy that is too full of himself to, to do anything else other than... You need to play fair, okay? If you if you don't hit a base hit, you shouldn't spike the first baseman if you hit a ground ball. Oh, that pissed me off. That's like that's like me going to the first baseman and punching him in the head because oh he made my the catch. Goodness, dude, I, I I get it. Believe me, I get it. Baseball can be one of the most frustrating sports in the world. Oh, 162 games, you get 600 at bats. You're not. Let's put it this way: you fail 70 percent of the time. You're batting 300. You're, cons- you're considered an all-star. You're considered, if you do that your entire career, you're possibly going to the Hall of Fame. So you're telling me you have to get used to that much failure, and oh my God, is the pressure mounting. It is a team sport, yes, but it fixates on the individual. The individual pitch in the pitcher, and the individual attempt to hit the ball as a batter. Now, I've run down to first base after having a juicy, meaty curveball coming right into the zone. And oh my God, it looked like a watermelon coming in. And did I ever jump at it and just be too early, my wrist rolls over and I hit a dinky, weak ground ball to the third baseman? Holy crap. If I'm running down to first base and stomping the earth as hard as I can, I get it. But if you see the leg of the first baseman reaching out and you're the type of guy to put your spike out, to hope that he drops the ball? I never want that guy on my team. Mm-mm. That's not a team player. No. Team is, players is what is what this team needs. Yankees are class. Bottom line, we at least, you know, shave. They keep all the players shaving, and some guys have little tiny mustaches or something. But they're, they're the guys that come here, and they have a professional aura about them. Maybe it's what Machado needs. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that'll turn him around. But you know what? I don't... I don't need him. Like you said, we have what we needed, that position already. And yet, Yankee fans were like, sign Machado, get rid of Andujar. You guys do not understand. I remember when people, did you remember this? People want to get rid of Derek Jeter oh. because of his defense. I never knew that. Yes. How long ago was that? Was that in the 90s or this early was like before, This was like before his rookie season, like in 96, I think. Holy Moses. Well, you guys were wrong. Oh, they also wanted to get rid of Mariano Rivera. Oh! Because so, he was a starter at first, right? Yeah, and he was a terrible starter. Yeah. But look what happened. Look and what who happened. knew that a guy standing at whatever 5'9", 5'10", gently throwing a cut fastball at the 91 to 93 range, uh, who knew that that was going to be a unanimous Hall of Fame. And you get the goosebumps when you hear Ender Sandman. You're like, oh, "Oh, this game is over. This game is over. Oh, man. Speaking of which, what do you think our back of our bullpen is going to look like this year? Oh, man. You mean possibly the greatest bullpen like in history of MLB? Yeah. How much focus has gone in there? Look, we put so much money into that bullpen. Oh, yeah, because we definitely need arms in the bullpen, even though... Well, think about it. You got guys like, you got Britton who wanted to close games, but instead... Oh, and by the way, for those not knowing, Zach Britton changed the spelling of his oh, name. Yeah. 
What did that? What, what did he put a K in there to be cute for like strikeouts, or what was the deal with that? Well, I think it's because of the strikeouts. Yeah, Z A C H changing to Z A K. Yeah, I, I think he, I think every time he's gonna strike out a bat, he's gonna be like <laughs> like a K, cute, cute Zach Britton. <laughs> well, you got let's see, you got Zach Britton who wants to obviously win a, a a title. Yeah, you got Ottavino who came out of nowhere. He's gonna be amazing. I like Ottavino. Chad Green, who's always consistent. Chad Green's been good. Jonathan Holder, who was absolutely ridiculous. I did not expect him to be as good as he was last season. Yeah, season's. and what a last name to have as a guy who's trying to have holds. Oh, yeah. You got to hold the holder. Yes, see what indeed. Happens. So uh, we've got... Do we still have Tommy Canley? Uh, unfortunately, yes. I like him. Look, look. I like him. Look, here's what happened. When he came, <laughs> when he came to the team in the 2017 trade deadline, when we got him and Todd Frazier. Yes. Who I love Todd Frazier. Yes. I thought he was awesome. The Todd Frazier. He was great. He was great. I think last season, I think he, first of all, his velocity was down last season. Yeah, it was. That's why, was up that's why his ERA was at like seven almost. Yeah, yeah. Like somewhere he, around he there. Up a I don't know. I think there's, first of all, I think the bullpen, because we have so many arms, there's going to be a couple players that's going to get cut out. I think Canely's probably going to be that guy. Canely and David Robertson kind of, with Dylan Batances, uh, all these guys vouching for like the 7th, 8th, ninth. Like We always had a formula, a 7th guy, an 8th guy. Do you know David Robertson went to the Phillies? I do not. Now I do not. <laughs> Breaking news! TJ Stolzenberg learns from... Uh, how late am I in that news? Uh, like a couple of weeks. Learns from weeks ago that David Robertson has been uh, traded to the Phillies. Uh, he actually signed a free agent deal. <laughs> a free agent <laughs> signing to the Phillies. He signed a two-year, $23 million deal to play with the Philadelphia Phillies, who are going to be a force in the NL East. Can you tell who the smart and brains is behind the operation? Uh, well, it looks like you got the life aspect of the relationships and Kareem Hunt. I can, I can, I can talk life, but I also have the good looks for radio, if I like to say. Oh, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, whoa, whoa. First of all, I got the good looks too. Okay, you remember we talked about last week? You look like Jacoby Ellsbury, and yeah, he a, is a handsome devil. Yeah, he is a handsome devil who can't play for crap. Hence why you have the relationship <laughs> issues. <laughs> the girls are coming. The girls are coming. They'll flock. Anyways, <laughs> so I wanted to surprise you with a little game. All right, so play the music, everybody. Okay, okay. So this game is going to be called Guess That Stat Line. All right, I guess this is going to be the brains of the baseball. Idea. This is this is the 2018 statistics. I'm going to read the average, the home runs, and the RBIs of a unknown player and we'll start off by giving you I'll give you a multiple choice okay I'll, I'll read three players and you have to pick which one it was okay. all right so let's start off with an easy one for okay. those of you listening once you do the jeopardy the 30 second thing yeah so get those listening give yourself a little uh, give yourself a little test see if you, see if you know who who these people are okay some of these stats will surprise you oh boy I like surprises okay the three players in the first question. We're going to go with Jose Altuve. All right. 2017 AL MVP. Should have been judged, though. Mike Trout. Always a great player. And Jose Martinez of the Cardinals. Jose Martinez. Hmm. The stat line reads, batted 305. Okay. Had 17 home runs. Okay. And 83 RBIs. Hmm. Well, I know it's not Mike Trout because he had 39 home runs. We talked about this. Smart man. Uh, how many at bats? Hmm. I couldn't tell you. Oh. <laughs> I thought you wrote it down. I wrote down average home run. All right. RBI. Well, that would have been a good I question, think, though. I think it's going to... I'm going to go with Jose Martinez because Jose Altuve's batting average is definitely a lot higher. You are that. correct. Way to whittle let down because it was Mike Trout with the high home runs and Jose Altuve had the high average. Yeah. That was Jose Martinez. You are smart. Jose Martinez, first baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals. Actually, he may lose his first baseman job because Paul Goldschmidt is there now. Ooh, I love Paul. By the way, he had a heinous, egregious, I just love those words, first half statistically for fantasy. And then he just still came out and was like the second or third best statistical first baseman. He is a stud, and he gets no love. Paul Goldschmidt. I love Paul Goldschmidt. Much love for me. A... All right. All right. Ding, 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 
Next question. Next question. Ooh, this is a good one. Ooh. Oh, you're waiting. <laughs> the three players are Trevor Story. All right. Javier Baez. Javi. And Xander Bogarts. Xander. Which player batted 290? All right. Had 34 home runs. Okay. And 111 RBIs. Well, I know Trevor Story hit 37 home runs. Wow, correct. I know Bogarts is not capable of hitting that many home runs. I'm going to go with Javi Baez. Process of elimination, brother. You are good. Yep. Man, that blew me away when I saw Javier Baez's numbers. The you know you know he's capable. The Cubbies, man, though, but like, I, I just feel like he's not a 34 home run guy. Uh, That's a lot. Well, he always swings out of his shoes. He does. <laughs> he, he does swing out of his shoes. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll just read off all three other stat lines. Trevor Story, he batted 291 with 37 home runs and 108 RBIs. This is for a shortstop, by the That's way. That's a shortstop. This is a shortstop numbers. If you don't, if you don't remember, he's the guy that had like 10 home runs in his first three at bats. And uh, yeah, the yes, that's not possible. But as a rookie, by the way, rookie. Yes, he was on pace to hit 262 home runs after the first like seven games. That was insane. Yes. And then Javi Baez, obviously with a 290, 34, and 111. And also Xander Bogarts with a very respectable 288 average, 23 homers, and 103 RBIs. Ah, Xander. Mm-hmm. Then again, he was playing on the Boston Red Sox, who had. So many people on base and so many opportunities for people in the middle and bottom of the lineup to have some RBIs rack up. I still prefer DD though. I'll take DD Gregorius. Gregorius, come on, re-sign him because he's a free agent. Not only did he take over for the Capitan and had a smooth, seamless, people just fell in love with him and just people his forgot about Jeter. People forgot in a good way, but good God, does that man have? A just a beautiful lefty swing and a great bat flip. He's always like chewing gum so aggressively and just inhaling the, that air, his nostrils inflated. He just, boom, man. He is like so ex- beautifully explosive behind that plate with so much power and just his glove is beautiful, so smooth. Oh, my favorite part about him is the bat flips he's got. The bat flips, right? He's like, ah, I got it. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, yep, I hit that towards uh, the Hamptons, pretty yep, much. Just then did that. All right, let's move on to another uh, little... All right, how much more are we doing this? One more. All right, one yeah, more. because we have a beloved Yankee. We got to talk about We got to talk about our Yankees. One more. One, one, one good one. Okay. Mm. Oh, is this the one with the player you didn't want to tell me about? No. Okay. Oh, that's disappointing. We talk about Scooter Jeanette. Scooter? Ooh, Who are you talking about? Oh, you mean the one that was really going to be a challenge. Oh, that one. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. The three players are Nick Olas Castellanos. Nicholas Castellanos. That's better pronounced. Sorry. Castellanos. Yeah. <laughs> I can't roll my tongue. I can't do it. Where's the t- where's the roll? T- yes. uh, Miguel Andujar. Miguel Andujar. Yes, yes. Our beloved third baseman of the future. Don't sign Manny Machado. I will not be happy. And Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Okay, so we've got Nick Castellanos, Miguel Andujar, and Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. No, my, no. which player? Batted 309. Okay. Had 23 home runs. Okay. And 92 RBIs. Well, I know it's not Anduar because he had 27 uh, and 92, and he, he also had batted 297. Damn, I thought I would stump you there because of the same amount of RBIs. Come on. We're Yankee fans. We know the stats like in the back of our head. You are amazing with your stats, sir, I do have to say. Yes, I got a mastermind. And I'm just a master. Oh, what was it? Oh, sorry. 20, <laughs> 23, 92. The, and 23 what, and 92. And what was the batting average? To 309. 
Uh, it sounds like Freddie Freeman. Boom, boom, boom. Man, you are correct. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Jeanette. <laughs> no, you were not confident on that. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was... No, remember, the options were Freddie Freeman, Nick yeah. Castellanos, Miguel Indahar. Oh. Oh! It was Tassianos. That's what it was. Scooter Jeanette blew me away. I had never even heard of the guy. He batted 310. He had 23 homers and 92 RBS. That's probably what it was. The 23 and the 92. He also had 92. What's with 92 going on? 92 is a great number. I don't know. Yeah. Was that the year you were born? I was born in 1991, sir. Damn. So close. So close. So close. Oh, yeah. So, beloved New York Yankee came out with this news today. CeCe Sabathia. Yeah. Our horse. He's retiring at the end of the season. He is a horse. He is a thoroughbred, a Mustang, got, a war horse. You got to respect everything he's done. Besides those oh. few years that he just did not know, like, what kind of pitcher he was. Yeah. He lights out. Lights out. And how about him changing his approach? That's what. That's why you got to respect him. He, he went from a guy throwing 98, 99. Yeah. Now he's throwing like 93, 94. But not, he's no, able to- not even. He's throwing high 80s now, man. He's like 89 on average. Oh, he could have a good, on a good summer night, he might top out at 91. But you're right. He's through 98. In his heyday, he had a, a slider that was insane. He was winning. He was definitely Cy Young candidates almost every year. Yeah. Until that unfortunate downstretch he had. But he, then. I wonder if it was, you know, he had the Indians. He was lights out with the Indians. That Brewers. Goes stint. to the Brewers, yeah. which was like unreal. He pitched like every game in the playoffs for he them. Took, he took the Brewers to the first to their first pro season in since 1982. And this was back in 2008 Jay, before we got him. How do you know that? Uh, I watch too much baseball. Oh, you know. I have no never life. enough. Never enough. Yeah, when I'm in relationship issues, I watch baseball. <laughs> well said, sir. <laughs> but also, I do, I do love what he's done with the New York Yankees. He clearly is a veteran who is giving all his heart and his knowledge and what he... What, Pros and cons, ups and downs, whatever you want to call it, to the younger arms. He's somebody I love having for our ace. You know, I love, I love. He was our ace for many years. Oh no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I love how our ace has him to look up to. Oh, Severino. I, I love how he has this ace formal mentality, CC Sabathia, and how he can help help Sevy kind of navigate the New York media, navigate. Fame and navigate success. You know, it's 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 it, all these things, and CC Sabathia throwing eighty nine miles an hour for his fastball. You would think that's terrible. You would think that would get crushed. You think that would hit like like. But he is hitting his spots. He's got a changeup that he's been working on. His slider still cuts sharp as ever, and he had to become the Greg Maddox. He had to be patient. He had to be smart. He had to be a calculated pitcher. He had to change the way he threw. It was he, it was amazing. He's also the true definition of a great teammate and clutch. 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 I remember Who that. Who we throw in in the hard times? That he, guy. Yeah, like I remember, what was it? Uh, remember that division series against the Indians? Game yep. five, and he was absolutely masterful. Masterful. Of, until that fifth inning when he kind of like got a little roughed up. I'm like, oh, no. No, this a, no. But... He had his bullpen to back it up. And, yes, he did. But yeah, CeCe's... I love CeCe's. You know what he's good yet. for right now? I know he might ha- not have the stamina, but he is good for five, six innings. Hopefully, you know, six innings. That's what the Yankees need. One they need, to two run ball. They need five innings. Yeah. And then after that, the game is pretty much shut down. Give that the re- ball to the pen, like you said. Shut it down. Give us five or six innings, then hand the ball over. And yes, he's a workhorse. Yes, he's a... Old and maybe he doesn't have enough, uh, you know, enough p- uh, pitches left in his arsenal. But you give up one or two runs, you pitch five or six innings, we're in the game. You know that offense is guaranteed to score more than one to two runs. We are too. in every game if he can do that for us. And he had be he had a beautiful season last year. Oh yeah. And you know it, it's tough to see him go, but I can understand. I want to see I want to see his final game. Yeah, it was really weird that remember when he. Uh, went to rehab. Yeah, I remember that. It was like the playoffs, and it's like, dude, you could have waited like one more week. Well, you could tell he was obviously depressed because that was when he was in that really bad down stretch. Yeah, he had no idea what was going on. Fans were like, they were booing him. They were yeah. like, we thought we lost our ace, but then he was able to turn things around. And that was weird. That was very weird. Yeah, but. Since then, we have not heard a single negative thing. He clearly did what he had to do. 
Mm-hmm. He, whatever his program is, eat 800 hot dogs like Babe Ruth and then just drink a beer before the game. I think that has changed. Clearly, he's he's back in the right mindset, and it's going to be tough to see him go. He's exactly the man we've wanted uh, out of him, and so much more. I do think we have a guy that I think that will kind of not miss CC, but in a way do. You remember Jordan Montgomery? Oh, wow, yeah. He had the Tommy John surgery last season. He was supposed to be the big thing. He was supposed to be, like, the next big thing. He is. I think he's going to be... I think he's going to be a solid pitcher, by the way. He could be. I feel like maybe at his best, he might be like our four, maybe our five. Oh, yeah, no. He's not a he's not a Severino or a yeah. Tanaka. He's our solid, like, four or five. He was good, though, for a lefty. Yeah. For a rookie, nonetheless, too. Uh, you're right. You're right. All right. So, what other Yankees uh, news do we have and our other questions are uh, arising? About, by the way, Severino lost 15 to 20 pounds. Because to build up the stamina after a disastrous second half last hmm. season. Stamina. I wonder, oh, for the entire length of the season, you say. Because I feel like in the length of a game, like, I guess the A's in his playoff game, he had 100 pitches in, like, the fifth inning. So you mean stamina over the length of an entire season. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, you're You right. know it is with him throwing oh. so much gas. Gas. You do know that your arm is eventually going to wear out. Oh, yeah. Especially for a very young pitcher, too. And I would, and you would see him still touching three digits 100 miles an hour in the sixth, seventh, and even eighth inning. So over the course of a season, yeah, that's going to wear on him. Yeah. I definitely think he's, he's still the ace no matter what. Well, I, I, I really hope he's exactly who he was last year. Just changed the second half. Mm-hmm. And I really think I like that the fact that CC's going to announce before the season that this will be his final season. Oh, this is the best way to do it. So everywhere he goes, people can appreciate what he's done for the game. Because he deserves to get appreciated. I think he he's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Right? Oh, absolutely. With the way he's – his career – he had a marvelous career. Yeah. That's does. right. We're using big words. We're using – Marvelous. Marvelous. Stupendous. Stupendous. Clutch. Memorable. Clutch. Yeah. That's like, that's like three letters. So, first of all, <laughs> C-L-U-T-C-H. Yeah, it's like three letters. That's not three. Boy, you need to go back to elementary Marvelous. school. Marvelous. Stupendous. Clutch. Very clutch. <laughs> Unforgettable. It's one syllable. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I digress. I digress. <laughs> Yeah. Well, are we at the time? Yeah, I think it's the time where we gotta cut everything out. Listen, it's been a good it's been a good talk today. We had a little bit more of the life aspect in the life and pinstripe. Yep, pretty I th- much. I thank you for opening up and uh, talking about your personal stuff. You know, I was a little nervous to mention my personal stuff, you know, because it's kind of like an A and B thing. It's something I shouldn't mention to the entire world, but I feel like... They but you know what? A lot of the entire world's going through the same thing. And they or can, are they? And they can relate. Okay. Yeah, let's just hope to see what happens. I say, remember, be the axe, be strong, be harsh. And with that, I bid you adieu, and we'll see you guys next week. Rock and or roll.